and action. Do you want to introduce yourself? Okay, thank you so much. Um, hello, my friends. My name is Miriam, and I'm your host for the Becoming Miriam podcast. And that was my beautiful daughter, Eliza Kurama Banuelos, I guess. <laughs> that name does not fit. Uh, anyways, I've already recorded this episode. But um, as you guys might know, I tend to just wing it every time I record a podcast episode. So I had the idea for several months, actually, I knew that I want, like I had a list of like, you know, podcast ideas and I wrote this one down months ago. But um, again, as you know, I don't actually like plan it out. So I was just kind of, I had the subject that I wanted to discuss and I was just kind of stumbling my way through the podcast. And then in the end, it was like an hour and 10 minutes. And when I really like think about it, I'm pretty sure I, if I just narrow things, like if I actually have a plan on what I'm gonna talk about, I'm hoping that this one ends up a lot shorter than an hour and 10 minutes. So you're welcome that I'm saving you some time, even though I do feel like the raw podcast without the structure they're very authentic they're very authentic so but that's a long time so yeah anyways um so today i want to talk about friendships specifically friendships with me and kind of how i am as a friend and i guess kind of like heads up to people that are in my life or you know if we become friends if you I know it sounds silly, I'm giving you guys a like, hey listen, if you're gonna be my friend, you should know these three things about me. But like, kind of, that that's what I'm doing. And the reason being is that I think that some of this stuff can come off as like me being a bad friend, but I'm about to rebut all of the reasons why I'm a bad friend. And also no one directly told me, well, I guess I, guess I have had someone tell me that I was a bad friend. Um, but that was years ago. So in recent times, no one's directly told me that I'm a bad friend because of these things. But indirectly, I guess I've kind of been made out to be a bad friend only by a very select limited two people in my life. Um, so I know I probably shouldn't like feed into this, but like I said, I've already kind of been thinking about this just mostly as a concept and I wanted to kind of present it in a different way where it's like, what do you guys think? Like, does this make me a bad friend? But then a situation happened where like I was indirectly made out to be a bad friend. So I I thought it was like the perfect catalyst or perfect trigger for me to finally do this episode that I've been planning on uh, doing for so long. So There's three main like points or reasons that I want to talk about when it comes to me specifically. Um, And then I want to like just kind of elaborate on like what has happened with these things. Um, But initially, I think that sometimes I struggle with finding my own definition on what a friend is. I think that I... I have like two different versions of friends in my mind, like the definition. So sometimes you guys might've heard or like, I'll I'll make, I'm, I'm, I joke around. I'm like, I have no friends or I have two friends. And when I, when I say those jokes, yes, I'm joking because I know I have like friends and people. But when I say those, the like underlying truth beneath that is that I don't have any close friends, like best friends. I see other friend groups or people online and not in like a comparing way but I guess kind of in a comparing way I see other friend groups and I know of other people that like they talk to their best friend every single day they hang out on a very regular basis they're like very involved and invested in each other's lives and I don't have that with anybody really um not to say that I've never had that because I have I think you know, going through kind of different phases in life and just different situations that that I've gone through. Um, for example, Tracy, when she still lived here, 
we used to work together. So I would see her every single day at work. We would talk all the time. And obviously that's how we met. That's how we started hanging out and talking and getting to know each other. Then we would go to like shows together and um, just do a ton of stuff. We started doing adventures. Like she, when she was still around and like for a while in our friendship, she was uh, one of my best friends. And like, I still love her obviously, but she is in a different state. We don't talk very often. We don't see each other. So I, right now in my life, I don't have any best friends. And so when I say like, oh, I don't have any friends or I need more friends or I got two friends, like that's kind of the definition that I'm putting behind those comments when I say the term friends. I don't have somebody that I talk to every single day that knows everything that's going on in my life that I spend time with. Like there's nobody like that in my life right now. And not saying that in like a pity party way, like I'm fine. I, it is what it is. I just, I don't have that. Um, but then at the same time, I also use the, the term friends a little bit more loosely on the opposite side of my brain, I guess, because I feel like I'm friends with everybody. I'm a very, very loving person and I just love everybody. So I can meet someone once and like, if we like are getting along great, we, you know, whatever, like we start following each other on the social media, like now we're friends. Like I, I, I'll be like, oh, this is my friend. So it's like, I have a lot of those kind of friends, tons of people that I've been friends with and like close friends with in the past, uh, people that I really love and care about. Most of the time I tend to meet my friends through work and like different jobs. So like, for example, when I lived in Tucson, um, the Sephora I was working at there, like that's where I met a lot of really close friends that again, still love them. They mean the world to me. We just don't talk or hang out basically ever. Um, then I moved back to Phoenix and I met people at my jobs here and same thing. We get along great. We're hanging out all the time. Like we're, we're good friends. And like those people don't just go away. So I still have a lot of friends, but again, we just don't talk every single day or weekly or even monthly, honestly, and we don't see each other. So I have a lot of friends, but then I don't have a lot of friends because in my mind, I have these two different definitions of friends. And I don't like to use the term acquaintances because like that feels very like, I don't care about you. You're just in my life occasionally, but I do care about people. And I love so, so much, almost too much. Like I'm the person that like, I, I'm, I love everybody until I'm given a reason not to love everybody. So I'm definitely that friend that's like leaving and I'm like, bye, I love you guys. Like I, I do, I really, I mean it. I do love everybody. Obviously I'm not in love with everybody, but I definitely love everybody. But even with all the love that I have in my heart to give to literally everybody that I ever meet, um, there's still a few things that I think can make me out to not be the best friend that I could be. Um, so I broke it down into three different kind of categories. Um, the first one being just physically spending time together. Actually, let's meet up, let's hang out, let's get together. If you know me, you know that I basically don't ever hang out with people. Like I just don't do things. And it's gotten to the point over the years where I don't attend whatever friends are doing that I don't now I don't get invited which not again I don't care because most of the time I'm not going to attend but I, I also do think it it depends and so like some people like to go out and like stereotypically go out clubs bars things like that I don't like those environments I don't strive in those environments I have a lot of social anxiety I don't like people. I don't like crowds. I don't drink. So those aren't very enjoyable to me. I will say like there has been a very few times that I have gone to like a club and I have had some fun because I do like to dance. And if there's a good DJ playing and you know, the music is, is right, then I'm having a good time just so I, just cause I can jam out to the music that I do enjoy. But 
there's also been, I feel so bad. One time I went out with my friend Madison and Leanna and I was so miserable. Like it was the worst time ever. It was so bad that I literally at one point was like, I'm gonna sit outside and wait for you guys. And I sat outside the club for like an hour by myself, just sitting there because I was just so not a good time. There's too many people, people like, I don't like being touched. So people bumping into me and like spilling drinks on me. I don't, because I don't do anything. I don't wear heels very often. So my feet were killing me. Um, I was tired. I was anxious. It was just a really bad time. So literally I felt so bad because I'm like, what a party pooper. I'm literally, I literally was like, I'll, I'm gonna wait outside. And I just sat there. And thankfully they weren't mad at me because I asked them, I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. I just like, I couldn't do it. And they also felt bad because they're like, we're sorry we made you come out, but not their fault at all. I just, it was, it was a mess. But so, so things like that. So a lot of people that I know really enjoy that they go out to, you know, that type of environment. And again, that's not for me. So I don't want to do that. Um, and then, but then at the same time, the things that I do want to do, other people that I'm friends with, like, aren't down for, like, we're not down for the same things. I love going to concerts. So I'm going to spend money and in, like invest on tickets for a concert. And not everybody wants to spend money on a concert. Not everybody feels the same way about concerts as I do. So there's been plenty of times in the past where I'm trying to go to this concert and I'm willing to pay however much money for like this section of seats or whatever pass and they're not and that's totally fine but it makes it hard for me to like do things because again what I'm willing to do my friends aren't and what they're wanting to do I'm not willing to do so that's kind of one aspect of it um, another thing is I have pretty bad driving anxiety and I, I won't put myself in the situation of like having to drive to certain places or at certain times or certain distances. Like I, I've gotten to a point which I think is great for me. I prioritize my mental health a lot more now than I ever did in the past. So plenty of times if I'm invited to something but I have to drive myself there and it's far or it's like during a traffic time or it's like a new place that I'm not comfortable with. Like I'm, I'm just not going to go because I know what the driving aspect of it does to me. And I'm just not going to put myself through that. And a lot of people are going to think that that's silly because not everybody understands the severity of my driving anxiety or what goes on in my mind. And that's totally fine. People don't have to know about my mental health and my struggles, but I think people also just need to like understand that, hey, I don't know what she goes through, so let me not judge. Cause yeah, it sounds silly just as an outsider be like, oh, you really aren't gonna come to this just because you don't wanna drive, like you're so lazy. But it's like, no, that, that's not what it is. And I think it's incredible and some of my favorite favorite friends, uh, shout out to Orlando, understand that I'm not going to drive. So if we're hanging out, most likely the, you have to drive. And like Orlando, for example, he doesn't even like ask. It's never a question. Like if we have plans, he just automatically comes to pick me up. And my, he's my, that's like the best friend right there. And not in like a very selfish way way like I, I I don't like to like I still struggle with I don't want to put other people in like bad situations like yes I get it 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 sucks to always be the one that has to drive and like I'll try you know to balance things out like I'm if you're driving like what can I do to kind of make up for it you know um but I think really great friends are gonna understand that like she's not driving and if she has to drive she's not going and they should be okay with that because that's kind of what it is um and of course it's not like a definite thing like I, I i'll definitely drive myself to places when needed and 
sometimes I'm like perfectly fine. Like I don't freak out, but especially if it's a far distance or if it's to a place that is highly congested or it's a new place that I'm not familiar with, like those are the big three where if it's any of those, I'm most likely not doing it. Like I have a friend, my friend Madison, she lives all the way on the east side. Like I don't even know the east side, like Gilbert Mesa, Chandler, they're all the same thing to me. I'm, I don't I don't go that way. Like I will avoid that at all costs. And so it sucks because we've moved to like completely opposite ends. I live all the way on the west side. She lives all the way on the east side. So I'm pretty, I believe it's an hour drive to like each other's houses or each other's areas. Um, and so it sucks because we're not, we don't spend a lot of time together, obviously. Um, I think she's been to my house once and I've been to her area once and that's it. And I've been in my house for two years and I think she's probably been in hers for about a year um, or out there for two. I don't know, but the two times that we've hung out in the past like two years. So it sucks because like, yes, we would love to like spend more time together, but I'm not going to make that drive. And I'm also not going to put that on her to make that drive. And even like meeting in the middle is sometimes like too much. So I just, the driving part of things, yes, it sucks. And I know it like can be selfish and you may not want to be the one that's always driving and you may have a problem with that. And that's totally fine. But like, just be prepared that a lot of times I'm just not going to go if I have to drive. So you don't have to drive, but just be prepared to just, I'm not, I'm not going to drive either. We're just not going to go. I'm not going to go. You do your thing. Um, so that's like another big thing, but even friends that don't live super far or are willing to sometimes drive. Um, I also struggle with just schedule management and kind of prioritizing. So I work Monday through Friday. Um, I'm in school and my, I like my, I don't live with my parents. So the ways my week look, I go to work by the time I'm home, I'm pretty mentally exhausted. Like my job is not like a peaceful job. I've been, it's very taxing on me mentally. So I get home and I'm just done. Like I don't have it in me to do anything. Honestly, lately I've been getting home and like I have to take a nap to just like recoup a little bit of energy. So I'm also not the one to like plan out like, oh, I'm going to go to dinner on this day after work and like, let's do this. And I'm too tired. Like I, I, I'm not good at managing my time. I'm trying to like work on it and like try different things. So hopefully one day um, I can be better at it. But right now my weekdays, you can't count on me for anything during the week because I'm trying to like get back into the gym again. Cause I've, I've really slacked off the last like two months. So I'm trying to get that back into my routine. So I'm at least trying to fit two weekdays in the evening, like after work to go to the gym. Um, so I, I, I'm not good at the managing thing. So I don't even know how people like schedule dinners and brunches and like going out with friends because when do you do it? So there's my Monday through Friday. And then yes, I have the weekend, but I need uh, Mentally, for me, I need at least like one rest lazy day where I can just like watch TV, sleep all day, just be a bum. So I don't like to make plans on the weekend because I need like a rest day. And then I also need a productive day to clean and do laundry and whatever else. So I, I really struggle with the schedule. And then again, going back to me not living with my family, when I do want to like hang out with someone, I have to prioritize my parents and my, my siblings. Like, so I'll go to them, to their house. And a lot of times I don't even see them other than like once or twice a month. So when I like look at, not in a mean way, of course, but if I'm looking at the list of people that I want to make time to spend time with, I'm going to put my family first. And again, that takes up a whole day and I need a whole day for house stuff and rest and blah, blah, blah. And so when do people, like, when am I supposed to make time to hang out? 
And even still, like, because I struggle with the whole time management thing, when I do want to, like, if I get the sudden urge to, like, oh, I really want to do something with somebody, um, it's hard for other people my age or, like, at least the people that I'm friends with that I've kind of grown up with um, to be available. I am single and I don't have kids, so if I want to, like randomly go do whatever which is rare but if I do I can just there's no one that I need to check in with or like make sure that they're good like it's just me whereas if I hit up my friend and I'm like hey do you want to go do your nails and like have brunch or get coffee whatever it's like oh well I I have the kids with me and my husband's this and my kids have baseball practice and blah 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 and it's like so they're not available And that's fine. Obviously, people's priorities begin to change as we grow older. And a lot of friends of mine or people that I know are married or in relationships and have kids and are doing their own thing. And that's great and I'm happy for them. But it makes it also pretty difficult for us to spend time together because your life revolves around your family and my life revolves around me. So I can just... Let's go up north. You can't do that. So that's another reason why it's it's become very difficult for us, for me to just hang out with people. And again, that's fine because most of the time I'm a homebody and I really don't want to hang out with people. I'd rather be at home. So it's totally okay. (laughs) Um, Another, so that's kind of like the first little bulk of reasons that I wanted to go over. Um, The next one I think... Some people have a problem with it. Some people have gotten used to it. Um, But it's just kind of my responsiveness. Um, Especially like getting back to people. Like like texting basically. I am the world's worst texter. Absolutely terrible. I joke around but I like low-key think it's true that my brain is... Like 48 hours behind real time. For example, um, my cousins, we were all texting. Well, not me, but they were all texting in the group chat. And one of my cousins sent a picture of like this truck. And literally four days later, it came into my mind. And I'm like, oh, that was a that was a nice truck. I'm going to text him and tell him. Four days later is when like that conversation registered in my mind and I like was ready to respond that was that's a real story that really happened um and so then at that point it's like no Miriam like that's weird it's been four days like that conversation's long over but that's like how my brain works like I'll suddenly like remember something that happened four days ago and like now I'm ready to respond to that um so I I'm very like low-key like there's two types of people in the world when it comes to notifications. There's those people that have like thousands of notifications on their phone. And then there's people like me who can't have any notifications. They drive me crazy. So I I can't, like it drives me crazy when people have like, my brother is one of those people. That man has just like, you can scroll on his phone through the notifications and that's too much for me. I think it's probably, I don't know, maybe it's just overstimulating for my brain to have that many notifications. So I need to clear them as soon as I, as soon as possible. So if I get a text message um, and I see the notification, like if my little text app has a little red dot or whatever it has when there's an, or is it a white dot? Whatever. The notification thing on the text app, if I see it there, I, I, I can't, it can't stay there. So I have to open it. Um, But that sometimes hurts me if I'm like in the middle of something or going into work and I'm about to put my phone away or about to get in the shower or just doing anything, whatever it may be that I'm doing and I see that notification, I'm going to open it, but I can't respond because I'm doing something where I can't. So I tell myself in my brain, I'm all right, like read the text real quick. All right, cool. I got to respond. I got to get back to this but then I forget. So then it's been like a week and then suddenly I remember, but now it's like 
too late to respond because now I'm weird because I waited four days. Um, so yes, I'm terrible at texting. And it's not always, like, a lot, the majority of the times it's like that. I just forget. Um, so I don't really do it on purpose. But I will be very honest here and say that sometimes I won't respond. And I guess that one is intentional. And there's a few, like, reasons for that. And it's just... It's really like, it's, it's like a prior, like a mental prioritization thing. Like if I know I like am mentally not capable of engaging in a conversation, then I'm not going to respond. And again, like I'll tell myself like to get back to it later. But if I, let's say because of my ADHD, I, I'm still figuring out how to really handle it and manage it. I struggle with executive functioning. So let's say I've been putting off doing laundry for a month and I finally have the focus to actually do my laundry. I'm, I need to prioritize whatever it is that I'm doing. Even if I want to respond, I'm like, all right, I can't text this person back. Like I have to do this. I can't multitask. I can't do it. So if I do start texting and like, if whenever I do text people, I'm like a very invested texter. Like I basically have my phone just open and I don't like close it and put it down. Like I'm just like, like I'm just texting. Like I can't multitask. So I'm the person that's like immediately, like we're IMing at this point, instant messaging. I'm, I, my phone's already open. I'm just staring at our text thread, like, talking to you. So I have to be able to sometimes be like, I can't respond. Like I got to do this first or, or if it's just like, just I'm having a hard time or like I'm focused on something else. I'm trying to watch a movie or a show, or I'm going out to the grocery store, like whatever it may be. Basically it comes down to like, if I, like, I'm not going to start something I can't finish. So if I know that I can't mentally commit to a conversation, I'm not going to respond. And, or just like, I need to prioritize my attention elsewhere. I'm, I, I am not going to respond. So I'm very, very bad at texting and just being responsive. Um, and some people are used to it and some people probably hate it. It, it, I, I can imagine the other end. It does suck because I mean, when I'm the other end, like I hate it, I get mad, <laughs> Um, yeah, if I text somebody and I don't get a text back or like I get, because the other thing I'll do is I'll like, if it's a question or if it's something that requires like a quick acknowledgement, I'll do that. And like, we'll go back and forth like three texts and then I'm out. Like, if you ask me a question, I'll try to answer it and like, okay, cool. Like you kind of started a conversation and we're going back and forth, but very shortly after, like I'm no longer responding. Um, and again, I swear I don't do it on purpose, but it's, I, I'm, I've also accepted the way I am now. Um, so yeah, questions or like, if it's something that I can just like address really quick, like I do, I, I want to be better. And like, I do want to acknowledge people that are taking the time to like text me and like, because again, I do it too. Like I'll send somebody if something is like, uh, my cousin Martha with bullet journaling, for example, like we were like sending each other like pictures of our bullet journals and stuff. And I like to like, if I randomly will think like, Oh, I want to show this to Martha. Like I'll send her a text and a picture and she'll respond and we'll go back and forth very briefly. And then all of a sudden, like I got distracted and I'm doing something else and now I'm not texting her back. And then I'll randomly reply to her text like three days later. And like, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. It's, it's really bad. Like it's, it's bad. Um, conversations will kind of go on. Like my friend Greg too, he was texting me the other day and I was responding to his text like a whole day apart. We had like a four message conversation throughout like a week because I would forget to reply. And then like the next day I would respond to whatever it was and he would respond to me. And then I wouldn't reply until the next day again. Like I'm kind of a mess, but again, I've worked really hard not to beat myself up. So I'm very accepting of like, this is where I'm at right now in my life. I don't do it to be mean. I, I, I swear, I, I swear I'm not trying to be a jerk, but this is kind of where I'm at right now. 
Um, it's, and <laughs> phone calls, FaceTimes, I'm not answering. I will not answer the phone. If you call me, I'm not answering. I will stare at the phone ring and then like text you back like an hour later or something and be like, oh, sorry, I was asleep. I'm not answering the phone. And that's like, yeah, I'm not answering. Unless like I know why you're calling. Like if you text me first and you're like, oh, I just, girl, you won't believe what happened like at work or, and I, I'm kind of mentally prepared for like what we're going to talk about. Then, then, then maybe I'll answer, but we have to like pre like arrange it basically. If I get a random phone call from somebody that I'm not like in the middle of a text conversation with, or like, I'm not expecting you to call me and I just randomly have a missed call, like a call from you, I'm not answering and I'm not texting you either. If it's important, you'll either leave me a voicemail only if you're a business. Cause who leaves voicemails? Like just text me, but you'll either leave me a voicemail and or text me and be like oh I was calling about this and then I can like think about like calling you back I don't know what it is but I don't like to talk on the phone and I definitely don't like FaceTime I'm already insecure about the way my face looks so I'm I I feel like I look even 10 times worse on the FaceTime so I'm just not doing it like we're not we're not talking on the phone unless again it's important then you got to text me first or if I don't answer like text me and tell me what you want but the other like reason for it too is I get so distracted so easily that I will take this call and then I don't know how to end it and especially if like the conversation's good then I definitely don't know how to end it and then next thing you know I've been on the phone for three hours when I was supposed to be doing homework or where my when I was gonna do the dishes or whatever. I can't prioritize things. So I'm not going to answer the phone because I already know myself. I'll be on the phone for hours, hours. And I can't do that. I need to be able to do other things or at least try to do other things. Um, so yeah, not doing that. Um, so yeah, my responsiveness, absolutely terrible. Um, and I think that yes, that can definitely make me a bad friend. Um, and I don't mean it, but this is where I'm at right now. So if you have a problem with it, please let me know. Cause I mean, I, I do, like I said, try. And so if I know that it's like, again, I think it's beautiful and amazing. And I'm so appreciative of the people that like have gotten to know me and know that I, I have good intentions and I'm not doing things like this to be an asshole. Like I swear that's not my intention. So if you are accepting of me for who I am, then you're the best human. I love you so much. But if you do have a problem with it, let me know. And I will try to make, can't guarantee anything, but I will try to make more of an effort to, cause I obviously like, I'm not, like I said, I'm not doing it on purpose. So I'm not intentionally trying to hurt people or upset people. So yeah, let me know. And last, but definitely not least, um, I think that this one's probably the biggest one and I'm a little torn on it because here it is. I'm not very emotionally supportive for people anymore. And what I mean by that is if you have something going on, you're struggling, you're going through some stuff, I'm probably not the one to lean on. And I don't, like, I'm just going to like say everything and it may sound super assholey. It may just make me sound like a terrible person, but I'm just going to like try to be as honest and brutal as I can because I don't know how to really find the balance here. Um, I've talked about it in the, in past episodes. I, my brain is an all or nothing thinker. So that tends to, I'm, I've noticed the more that I self-observe and analyze my life, that it applies to so much. And so me being emotionally supportive for people is one of those things. In the past, I have given people absolutely everything that I have. Everything. No matter what I'm going through, no matter what my circumstance, my situation, if you need me, I drop everything and I'm there for you. Um, for example, one time I had a friend who needed, I don't, I think she was going through a breakup or something. And it's like 
10 p.m. and she's like, can we please meet up? Like, I'm, I'm just having a really hard time. I could really like use like a distraction and I just want to like get together. So like we were going to meet up at IHOP and it's 10 p.m. And I'm like, yeah. So I drive myself to an IHOP that's closer to her house than mine. And so I make this somewhat of a long drive and I get there and she's not there yet. And she was like, I don't know what was going on, but she's late. And so I'm sitting in my car in a parking lot at the IHOP at 10 at night for over an hour before she actually gets there. An hour I'm sitting, and I'm a teenager at this point. Like I, I was still like, I'm a kid. I'm probably, I don't know, 17 years old in the parking lot till past 11 PM by myself, just sitting in my car waiting for her because she was going through a lot and she really needed me and blah, blah, blah. And she'll be right there. She's almost there. And an hour goes by and I still waited the whole time. And then she finally gets there at 11 something. So we finally go inside and then we're still there for probably like two hours. So no, it, I don't even, I don't remember what I was doing, but probably trying to go to sleep. I dropped everything and I was there and then I still had to wait on her. And that's not the only time that that happened. Um, I just, I've always given everything and I've never questioned, question it. If you need me, I'm there. Another example. This one's funny. My friend Antonio. <laughs> one time this fool texted me at like six in the morning, I think. So I don't remember the exact time, but it was super bright and early. And he's like, Miriam, I, I don't have a right to work. Like, do you think you could take me? I get up and I drive to his house and I'm like, Hey, I'm outside. And he like, so he texted me that he needed a ride to work. And, and I was like, all right, bro, I'll be right there. But he like hadn't texted me back. And so I text him when I'm outside of his house. I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I'm outside. And this fool freaking responds. And he's like, yo, I was just kidding. Like I'm already at work. Like I saw my bad, bro. I, I, I was joking. I'm like, are you, are you serious right now? Like literally first thing in the morning, you tell me you need a ride to work. I didn't question it. I just got up and I drove to your house and you were, it was a joke. This punk. Um, another time, one of my friends like didn't have a car at the time and needed, I don't know what the heck he had going on. Um, maybe some job in, I really don't remember, but like he needed transportation and I had to work so I couldn't take him, but I'm just too nice that I let this fool take my car. I was like, yeah, just drop me off at work and you can take my car. But why did I do that? I don't know. I'm just too nice. And like, I was always just so willing to help anybody and everybody. Like it didn't matter. I didn't question it. If you need me, I'm there. But again, it was regardless of what I was going through, regardless of what my situation was. I let someone, like I was probably still in high school or like right out of high school. I, I was working at CVS at the time, like minimum wage. Like I don't make a lot of money. And I let this dude drive my car around for a whole day knowing that I can, can barely afford gas. Like, and I didn't make it like, I. It didn't matter. It just did not matter. I would give people everything. And um, obviously, or I guess maybe not obviously, but spoiler, um, it doesn't come back to me. And no, I don't do it to like get something back, but I can't just be giving people all of me and then not coming back, like not getting it, like not being able to take care of myself basically. So like over the years, I've started to learn that, hey, at the end of the day, like, no one's saving me. No one's like being there for me. Like I can't, I have to be there for myself. And so I've learned that only I can get myself through things. And I think that that should apply for a lot of like other people. Like if I, if I'm not going to take help from other people, like why do I have to go and help other people myself? And now, yes, I think that um, there, there needs to be a balance there. A support system is so important for whatever it is that you're going through. Um, very, very important. So it's okay to lean on people, 
But again, there has to be a balance and I didn't know how to have that balance. I would just give and give and give and give and give and like not question it. And so I don't do that anymore. But um, <laughs> that all or nothing thinking thing, um, and I feel like I'm like just on the two extremes. Like back in the day, I was all in. Now I'm like not at all in. Um, and so it's just... It comes back to like the whole just, yeah, mental health, prioritizing myself. And like, for example, I have an episode up. I think it's called My Ex-Best Friend. I'm not exactly sure on the title of it, but I tell a story about this girl that I was really, really close friends with. We would hang out all the time, like talk all the time. And um, when Seth, my best friend Seth, committed suicide, the same day that he had committed suicide, she was in a like a, she was, she got rear-ended and she was in a, a minor car accident. And, um, you can listen to the episode if you want, like all the specific details. It's a pretty intense fight, but basically long story short, it became very triggering when she would talk about her accident because I would immediately think of about Seth because it happened on the, ex- on the same day. And like, I'm not, not to justify or invalidate her feelings, but like to me, like Seth is gone. He killed himself. He left behind his three-year-old son. He left behind his family. He left behind me. Um, and you are alive and you're healthy and you're fine. Like, yes, it was scary. Yes, your back hurts. Yes, you're angry. But like, those two don't really compare in my own opinion. Again, not trying to invalidate her feelings or what she was going through, but it was just very triggering for me. So I very politely told her, hey, listen, I can't be your support system when it comes to your car accident. This is why it becomes a trigger and like all these feelings come up and it's just been really hard for me. And she went off on me about how I'm a terrible friend and how I should be there for her, blah, 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 blah. And so then we got into this big fight. She said some stuff about Seth. We're not friends anymore. Um, so that was the first time. And I think that was kind of like a, like a switching point for me. That was the first time that I did set those boundaries with a friend where I was like, hey, listen, I can't do this for you. This is why. And... I'm glad that things worked out the way they worked out. But I mean, yeah, it led to this big dramatic fight. So like you could say that I try to set boundaries and it backfired. But I mean, it really didn't because she's not in my life and that's for the best. Um, I'm cool with all that. But from there going forward, um, also just in recent years, like I've, I've struggled a lot more with my mental health. And like 2020, absolutely worst year of my life. Um, mentally it was just so absolutely just bad for me. Um, and I just, I, now that I've like seen more struggle within myself and I know the importance of like, I need to take care of myself because if I don't take care of myself, there's no one else to take care of me. That's going to save me. Like if I don't take care of myself, things are going to get really bad. So I started to prioritize that basically above everything else. And I'm not ashamed of that. So if that means that I can't be your rock for whatever you're going through, then that it is what it is because no one's my rock for what I'm going through. Like I am my own rock, not in a mean way, but you got to be your own rock too. And I say this because it's, It is how I feel and it is important, but I do want to make it very clear that this does not mean that I'm not, like, I'm just not there for people. I still want people to know that I care and I will be here for you if you need something. Um, But I think that just be prepared that, like, I can't give too much and like, for example, um, I had a guy message me on Instagram and I don't know him like on a personal level. He's just followed me for, for a few years and like 
will respond to like my stories and stuff like that. Um, but I've never met him. I don't, I don't know anything about him, but he responded to one of my stories and he was just telling me how he was, I don't remember exactly what it was, but he was basically like, Hey, thank you so much for like sharing this. Um, I've really been struggling with depression. This is the first time I've ever like dealt with something like this and your post really helped me. And I just, he was just telling me about what he's going through. I'm not going to ignore that. Like, if you take the time to reach out to me on something like that important and that like you open up to me, like absolutely I'm going to respond to you and I'm going to like invest into my response. I'm not going to just give you like a half-assed response. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and I'm going to like take the time to write something out that I hope will be helpful. But I like, so yes, I'm still, I still want people to know that I'm a safe place for you to reach out if needed. Please don't stop like reaching out to me. If you need me, I'm going to be there. But here's the thing. If he were to become a regular every single day, he's messaging me about his struggles or whatever it may be. Like I can't give him too much. Like I, I don't, I'm going to school to become a therapist, but I'm not done yet. Like I, not to mention like my own mental health is like not in the best state. I can't become his therapist. Like if you message me, I'm going to invest into a response, but I'm also going to kind of give guidance on what I think you should do. So a lot of times, you know, in that example, I'm pretty sure I ended whatever I said with, listen, I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm a big advocate for therapy. And if you're really struggling or if you're, if you're kind of at a loss, like I think you should look into going to therapy. Like I'm going to kind of offer a little bit of like my, sprinkle my resources in there because I know that I can't like give you all of it. Like I can't be that person every single day. And so that was the problem with that friend with her car accident. It, it's one thing for her to text me and be like, oh my God, I was just in a car accident. I'm in a lot of pain. Like I don't know what to do. I'm really stressed. I'm going to acknowledge that and like do what I can. But the problem that happened there is that every single day, every single time we spoke, it always just led back to like, I just can't, like, I'm just in so much pain. Like, I just can't believe this happened to me. I'm not going to have my car back for this amount of time. And I have to take a leave of absence from work and blah, blah, blah. The chiropractor, like, it, it, it became way too much to the point where like, I can't do it. Like I'll acknowledge and I'll be there for you. Yes. But I have to be able to like place that boundary. And if you're not okay with that, like, I'm sorry, but like, I can't, I can't do that for you. Um, it, it just comes back to like, I have to put myself first. So even going back to like the texting thing, if I have people like reaching out to me about, I don't know, complaints or venting or whatever. Like if I don't have the mental capability to like take on your problems, I'm not going to, I can barely take on my own problems. I'm not taking on yours too. Like, I'm sorry. So yeah, those are the three main like reasons why people could see me as a bad friend. Um, and again, I think I rebutted every single one of them. And if you don't think my rebuttals were strong enough, well, that sucks uh, for you, not for me. I don't care. Um, and when I said like the very limited uh, two people that have called me a bad friend, basically one of them was that girl um, with the car accident. And again, I do have an episode on that story, which I think is called my ex best friend. I should have verified that, but whatever. And the other one was actually more recent. And I figured I would throw in a quick story time on this situation. Um, I have this friend that I've known for a while and, um, we work together. So like I would see her pretty often. She's been out sick or something. I don't, I don't know. Um, but we've known each other for a while, but I've always like, so here's the thing going back. I've talked, I touched on it earlier, but like with the terms, friends, best friends, whatever, like, yes, at some point, like we were best friends. We would talk all the time, hang out, whatever. But like people change. I moved to Tucson. Like, you know, we just move away. We stop talking. And for me, like, it feels bad to like demote someone. Like if you were my best friend at any point in my life, like I probably still call you my best friend, which, um, I shouldn't because we don't talk, we don't hang out. Like 
you're not really my best friend, but you were at some point, and obviously like we're still friends, so it's like it's easier to just keep that label of best friend. And so that's kind of the situ- one of the like an example of that cuz there's a, there's a few different people that like I still just say like, oh, that's my best friend because we were best friends in the past, even though we haven't talked or hung out in months. Um, She's one of them. So known her for a while. We've been best friends in the past and um, she's like, but again, people, life changes, whatever. So we're friends. Um, we're, we're, We're friends. And recently, like, I've just been like, we're both going through like, our own things. Um, she has some stuff, some personal stuff going on and I have some mental stuff going on. So kind of everything that I've talked about in this episode was applying. Like I wasn't very responsive. I wasn't really texting her. I wasn't reaching out. We don't hang out. Like I just am doing my own thing, which entails me just being at home. Just that's it. Um, and she would text me and I, again, I would like respond, but I'd probably give her like three texts and then I'm out. Um, or I wouldn't respond or I just, all of the stuff that I talked about was applying here. And one night she texted me and she was, we were talking a little bit and she was, I forgot how it came up, but she was talking about how she can't, she's sharing a car with her, her fiance and she d- doesn't know how they're going to manage like their, their work schedules because um, she works during the day and then when she gets off, she's supposed to drive her fiance to work. So like it works out so they can share one car, but she had some appointments or something. And so she like was str- stressed about how they were going to figure out the driving. And while we were texting, she was like, unless you want to take them to work. And I thought she was joking. So I was like, haha. And she's like, no, I'm serious. The job's right by your house, so you know when you're off work, you can just drive to their job, and then like it's you're already on your way home. And I said, absolutely not. What? You're trying? I'm not gonna commit to driving somebody else to work every single day. Like, no. For several reasons. One, I'm not trying to revolve my life around like making sure that you get to work on time. What if I have plans after work? What if I have to stay late? What if I want to go to like my family's house? Like what if I need to go to the store? What if I'm just like mentally just out of it and I'm not trying to engage and like have chit chat and conversation with somebody sitting in my car? Like I'm not going to commit to making sure that you get to work on time every single day. Like it's one thing if it was like, hey, I don't have a ride to work on Thursday. Do you mind like taking me? whatever like that's one thing like if it's like an occasional like hey can you help me out this one time but like you were asking me to do it every single day and making make it part of my routine and I'm not doing that plus two you should did you forget that I don't like to drive like I'm not driving more than I have to so I said no and again I thought she was joking but then she was like no I'm serious it's right by your house whatever, whatever. And I was like, yeah. So I I laugh basically at everything. Like it's just, I think it's like a coping mechanism or like, I think it like eases the blow, I guess. So I was like, LOL. Yeah. Don't count on me. I'm the worst. (laughs) Ha ha. Or something like that. And she responded and she was just like, we'll figure it out. And then I just didn't text her back because I, I I don't know. <laughs> I just didn't. Rest. It's not funny, but it's funny. Um, again, I laugh through th- through things. It's my coping mechanism. Um, and then that was it. That was that. But like before, she asked me like we were having like a like an actual conversation and like laughing and like things were fine. And that was that. Then the next day, like in the middle of the day, she randomly texts me and she's like, "From this point forward, we are no longer friends. Please don't contact me unless it's work related." What? And I said, what? No, I said, I think I responded with LOL, okay. Did our manager complain? Cause like she had told me in the past that um, she had gotten in trouble for um, like talking or hanging out with the people at work, 
how it's like unprofessional or something. And so I gave her the benefit of the doubt and I said, LOL, okay, did our manager complain? And like three hours later, she finally responds and she's like, no, this is my decision. Um, I just don't benefit from this friendship and I really don't need it in my life. Much love though, or something like that. And I like, okay, I don't care. I basically don't care about anything, which is like kind of heartless of me because I used to care about everything. Oh, would you look at that? All or nothing thinking. Um, so I didn't care. Like I was like, ah, okay, that's cool. Best of luck to you or something like that is what I responded. And like, that was it. We, that was, a, that was our last text. Um, and then immediately after she like texted me this, um, I was like on Instagram, like scrolling and like watching stories and like her story popped up and it was her close friend's story. And it said something along the lines of like, do you ever just realize that like you really don't have any friends and people just use you for convenience or something like that? And it was like right after she sent me this text. So, you know, you put two and two together. I said, all right, bro. And I unfollowed. And so that was that. Obviously, like I mentioned, we work together. So I have to see her at work. And I'm like the queen of like, let's not make things awkward. Like we can be cool. Like I said, I basically don't care about anything. So I'm the queen of like, things can be cool. Like there's no need to make this awkward. So I go into work and she's, there's like a few people up at the front when I walk in the building and I'm like, oh, good morning. Cause I like to say good morning to everybody. And some of the people were like, oh, hey, good morning. And then like, she doesn't look up and she doesn't say anything. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I go to the back and I'm doing my thing and like going about my day and through a few days pass. And it's just like, I'm doing my thing. She's doing her thing. We don't talk. We don't, it is what it is. And then like at the end of the week, um, probably like four days, I, I don't know. It's, I think it was probably like three or four days that we've been like at work this week and um something's going on with my program and like I have to go to her to see like for her to fix it or like enter some code on the back end and I don't know so I go up to her and I'm like hey do you know like what this is or how I can fix it and she's like oh yeah I gotta do this and so she's on her computer and I'm just like on mine doing my thing and just kind of standing up there waiting and then she starts whispering to me and she's like telling me how she got in trouble and she's not allowed to have friends at work. And um, that's what she, and she was like, that's why I sent you that text. I just don't want anything in writing. Hmm. And I'm too nice. So again, I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. And like, I was trying to like hear her out, but then someone else came, came into the room. And so she stopped. And then we just started talking about work and like, whatever and then she then the day ended we left and then she was like that was the last time that we've talked um but so again that was my first thought like initially when I first got that text that we're no longer friends I gave her that benefit of the doubt and I said did our like is it because of our manager so I feel like already like I, I tried being like the nicer person and giving her the benefit of the doubt. And then like a week later, she kind of confirmed that like, oh, it was our manager. But the more that I think about it, the like less okay I am with it. Because here's the thing. I've known you for several years. So obviously like we know each other on social media. If you don't want anything in writing, why didn't you, like you had so many options. You could have hit me up on Snapchat. On Instagram, you could have used your fiance's phone. You could have freaking left me a note. You could have just texted me and been like, hey, delete the messages after. Like, you could have actually told me what was going on, opposed to just telling me that, like, you don't wanna be friends and it's because I don't benefit you. So that's one thing. The other thing is that I know you're still texting and hanging out with other coworkers. So if you're not allowed to have friends at work, why do you still have other friends at work? I'm the only person that you had to text and be like, yo, we're not friends anymore. I'm positive you'd like, I, you didn't text that to anybody else. So why was I trying to like be nice and give you the benefit of the doubt? Like for what? It's not like, it's, it's really not like, and again, I don't care because 
like I don't benefit from this either. Like I'm not in friendships to get things out of it. So you leaving my life is okay. It's fine. Like it's all good, bro. Like I'm cool. It's just like, I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And, um, I just thought like, it was just, no, no. I think that you just really didn't benefit from this friendship probably because I didn't want to drive your fiance to work every day. And that maybe, maybe that's not why, but the timing of things, like it doesn't look good on you for you to ask me the night before to like commit to driving your fiance to work every day. And then like immediately the next day you're like, I don't benefit from this friendship. Bye. Yeah. That timing's not, not like flattering on you. Um, so yeah. And again, I think that it kind of, obviously she didn't directly tell me why she doesn't want to be friends, but I also didn't ask. Like, I'm not the person that's going to beg you to be like, well, what happened? Like, what do you mean you don't benefit? Like, I don't care. Like if you wanted to tell me, you would have included that in your message. You didn't. So obviously you don't want to tell me. So it's all good. Like I'm not the person to try to like beg you to stay in my life. It's all good. It's all good. So she didn't directly tell me like, hey, it's because you aren't there for me and you're not supportive. Like she didn't tell me any of these things. She didn't tell me anything. She just basically was like, yeah, I don't benefit from this. I'm out. But why don't you benefit from me? Probably because I'm not very invested in, in, in responsive and like emotionally supportive or like physically there for you. Like all the things that I talked about like applied to her too. Like I wasn't there I wasn't like the best of friend to her, but it's not like she was the best of friend to me. And also like, she's very like aware of, because we've been friends for so long, like she knows more of the struggles that I actually go through. So I feel like if anything, people that really do like understand the mental health side of things should be more understanding. And she's not. And like, that's not on me. Like, that's on her. If you don't get it, you don't, you don't have to get it. But like, if you claim to like get it, but then you're not actually getting it, like that's not my problem. Yeah. And those are all the reasons why I'm a terrible friend. But again, I'm okay with being a bad friend. And, um, I feel like this is just a stage in my life that I'm at. And if people aren't okay with it, then that's also okay because you don't have to be. You don't have to be in my life. You can also see yourself out as my one friend did. Um, but again, I think that I have pretty good reasons, at least for myself. And I don't need to justify it to anybody else, obviously. But um, I do feel like I I broke things down on the reasons why I am the way that I am. Um they're not like, I'm not trying to give, I saw like a, an explanation or like a post sometime about like, it's not an excuse. It's an explanation is what I'm trying to say. Like these aren't excuses. They're just an explanation for why I am the way that I am. And obviously I'm constantly like eager to grow and improve as a human and as a person. And I know that hopefully I will continue to do that and life will continue to change and I'll be in different situations and circumstances. And so things may change and who knows later on, I may become that like perfect best friend again, but that's not where I'm at right now. And I hope that if you're listening and you are in my life, that you can have a little bit of, I'm not really like, I guess I'll say it, but I really don't care. Like, I hope you can have a little bit of like compassion and understanding for me. But if you don't like, that's cool too. Like I I don't care, but, um, I, I, again, at the end of the day, I do really love my friends and the people that are in my life. Um, you guys do really mean a lot to me. So I don't do any of this to intentionally be a bad friend and to intentionally hurt you. And like I said, if it is something that like truly does bother you, because I know like sometimes you just can't help it. Like people have pet peeves or people have like things that just really irk them. Like even if like, sometimes you can't help it. So if I am causing that kind of stress on you where like it does hurt you or, and it does bother you. And like, you can't understand why I am the way I am. Like, 
let's have a real conversation about it. Like you can hit me up. I like talking about things. So if I am hurting you or bothering you and like you want to have an open conversation about it, let's do that. And I will definitely make an effort. Um, but again, I'm not in the position in my life right now to like try to change where I'm at. Like I'm trying my best to just survive the days and I, I, I have to prioritize myself and prioritize that above all else. So yes, like I'll do, I'll make an effort to, to be more responsive or be whatever you need for me. Um, but I'm not going to promise anything because if me making an effort ends up like stressing me out, then I'm not going to do it. And again, I hope this, I hope you, I just hope you guys get it. Like I'm not trying to be a jerk. I am really trying to just explain where I'm at right now and just kind of let you guys know so that you kind of understand a little. Um, but in the end, I still love you. And I hope that that above all else, I hope, <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. Um, I hope that you know that above all else. Like I may be the worst texter and I may never hang out with you, but like, I love you so much. And I wish so much just love and peace and happiness and positivity into your life. And, um, I don't wish any harm on anybody. So I'm sorry if I suck, but I hope you know that regardless of how bad I suck, I do still love you. And I think you're incredible and you're the best. And I love you so much. Okay. I will go. I like how I said I was going to make this episode shorter and it ended up being just as long. However, I will say it's definitely not as scrambly as the last one. So, um, I'm sorry. Okay. Love you. Bye.